the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. How to Build a Snowman, a song from Frozen. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Ria Immerman and I'm your host for today. And thank you for tuning into 101.9 Hi FM. I have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. I will be speaking to Eunice Fager, who is an honoured senior member of our Jewish commun- community, and Bev Price, who is the Blue Box Lady at the Jewish National Fund. Get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids today. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Ria Immerman, and I'm nine years old. Good afternoon, Eunice and Bev. Good afternoon to you. How are you guys? I'm fine. Fine. I'm fine too. Bev, what is the Jewish National Fund? The Jewish National Fund is um, also called the Karen Kayemet Israel in Israel. And it is um, the organization which looks after the land, the trees, and the water in Israel. Making sure that the people who live in Israel, Israelis, as well as us when we go and visit, that it is beautiful and easy to get around. And that's how what the, Jew, the Jewish National Fund does today, these days. Mm. Oh, that's very nice of them. Mm-hmm. It is. When and why was it started? So the Jewish National Fund was started in 1901, which was actually four years after the first Zionist Congress. Have you ever heard of Theodor Herzl? Yes, Okay. actually. So Theodor Herzl had this idea in 1897, which is a huge amount of time ago, um, to have a Jewish state. He had experienced, as a journalist, a lot of anti-Semitism. Yeah. Uh, he saw the Dreyfus trial. What's that? Um, a, a colonel in the French army was accused, falsely accused of treason. And um, he, he was Jewish. And uh, uh, as a result of reporting on that trial, so uh, Herzl had the feeling that it was time, you know, he was inspired. And he had the dream that we needed to have a state for Jews. And so in 1901, which was four years later, the idea of Jewish National Fund came into being, came into existence and started to have the idea that we needed to buy land in Israel, in the area. It was then called Palestine. Oh. Uh, Syrian Palestine was actually called, but it was under the Turkish people. I'm giving you a lot of information. Yeah. Turkish people. And then, um, so they started to buy uh, land and... Um, Israelis. Pardon? The Jewish people. Uh, Jewish people, but actually Jewish people land. in the diaspora. We were, everybody was living outside of Israel. So all the people like ourselves living in South Africa, Eastern Europe, perhaps where your grandparents come from, America, Australia, all different countries. They put, they started to collect money. Oh, well that's nice of To them. send to Israel. And that's, yeah, and then they started to develop a blue box a couple of years later. It's a special. And that's, and that's how it started. Yeah. So the JNF developed the blue box. That's or right. did the other countries? No, that's a good question. Uh, the JNF developed the blue box and, and, uh, and in fact, um, you know, it was 47 years before the state of Israel was, was declared. We didn't wow. even have a state yet. Yeah. 
we were coming back to what was called like biblical land. So yeah. We, yeah, we were going to create a modern state. No guarantees. But we did it. So. Yeah, we did it. What was the organization's job long ago and what is it today? So um, long ago, it was about collecting money from the diaspora. Uh, and when I say diaspora, do you know what I mean? So from the countries outside of Israel, like where Jews live, and to send that money um, to a central fund, which was the Jewish National Fund, and then to buy the land and then to make it habitable. That means oh, that okay. people would be able to live there. So they yeah. put down roads, they drained drained. Drained, they drained swamps. the swamps. Yeah. They drained the, the swamps. Yeah, the swamps. So really what they did was as though they one. took from places where there was too much water, they took water, and where there was too little water, they brought water. So oh, because so it was mostly a desert. Yeah. Um, and then today... So where the oasis was... Pardon? So like where there was oasis I think that's what you... That's uh, the plural... Oasis is yeah. it's an inter- interesting word you use because there are special places in. Have you heard of the Negev Desert in yes. the south of Israel? Okay, so in the Negev Desert there are these kind of mini oases which are um, where trees can grow in the desert, oh, okay. surrounded by as much water as can be gathered. So it's more like clumps of trees, and there's a special name, Liman L I M A N, for those trees. But I just want to tell you what the JNF does today before. You ask the next question. So yeah. JNF today is like, you could say, the Zayda or the grandfather or the elder yeah. custodian. There's a nice word. We look after, like they're the gods really of making sure Israel is, is really well looked after, um, in terms of its ecology. And we'll, you'll ask, ask more questions about the greening. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, also in places like, have you heard of Gaza? No, actually. Okay. So, okay, so the, have you heard of the, the, the trees that have been burnt recently in Israel? Yeah, I think People so. sent, like they sent balloons with, with petrol in basically. It's uh, horrible. Yeah, not very nice. And, and. Why would someone ever do that? Um, well, people are angry. So they sent across to Israel from Gaza, um, and burnt down a lot of the forests. So the JNF, the Karen Kayemet, or Jewish National Fund, is involved with replacing those trees as well. Yeah. Okay, I've said a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Rio. Denise, you can answer some questions too. You know that, right? Okay. <laughs> how has South Africa helped? How has South Africa helped Israel through the Jewish National Fund? So um, we. So that South Africa has, uh, for, well, since, uh, for 118 years, actually. Oh. Yeah, we've been, the JNF, the Jewish National Fund, has been in South Africa since the very beginning of the Jew- Jewish National Fund internationally. Um, so, of course, we had our blue boxes and sent money to Israel. And then we have various projects, like bigger projects. For example, the Memorial Forest in Israel for the soldiers who died in wars. And also another, a couple of other projects in the north. Lots to do with trees. Also sending children to summer camp. Um, people from South Africa can, yeah, can okay. do that. Yeah, in Israel. Yeah. And also for the lone soldiers, the soldiers that come, they don't have any family. And yeah. so they've brought uh, houses for the places for the lone soldiers to live and relax. That's very when nice. When they're not in work. That's done by the JNF. So you've just told me that over 118 years, 
um, uh, the JNF have been planting trees. And 200, apparently 260 million have been planted in Israel using funds collected by the Jewish National Funds as well. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Can you tell us about the project? Yeah, well, um, Israel is essentially a desert. And so it's also a way to conserve water because the trees absorb water yeah. and then they'll recycle the water back oh, okay. into into an ecosystem. So, for example, an area in the Negev, there's a, an area called Yatir, Y-A-T-I-R. And these days it's called the Yatir Forest, actually. Okay. And that is the biggest man-made forest in Israel. Wow. So imagine having the biggest forest in a country, in a place that used to be a desert in your country. Wow. So, so yeah. that, that's what people have done. That's what Israeli people have done, yeah. What is the blue box exactly? So how many boxes have we got in front of us here? Uh, let's see, <laughs> eight, eight, eight. Yeah, so, eight. Um, so the blue box is a, a kind of, well, it, it would fall under like a charity box, but it's a different different kind of charity, charity box. So, um, you know, the... Having a box in your house remembered, uh, reminded people that they were connected, connected to Israel in a very special way. You know, some religious homes you see like a Mizrach sign, which yeah. tells you, you know, you're facing east. But a blue box for Israel also helps you to remember that even if you're not living in Israel, you can still feel that you're connected, directly connected to Israel by putting some money in these boxes. Mm, well, that's nice. What do you think, Eunice? <laughs> well, I remember uh, blue boxes in England, as you hear by my accent. You said um, you were from Yorkshire. Uh, pardon? You said you were from Yorkshire. Um, yeah, I am from Yorkshire, and um, that's where I was born. I was born in Leeds, and um, I remember my mother playing rummy and always having the blue box there yeah. and there was always a blue box there were no other boxes and we that's where we put money in on a regular basis that was the only box there was <laughs> um, I have a South African accent I have um, not a South African accent yes um, um, and I but I do live in Johannesburg I've lived in here more than half my life and um, but I was born overseas. Yeah. Um, and um, my father had a small clothing factory, and he took me to college in the city. And one day, um, he said to me, would I just move up? Uh, and I moved up, and a little while later, ten minutes, he was dead. Okay. And I was injured and unconscious alive as was the driver and that was 1950 well what happened in it was a car accident it was a february and there was ice on the ice on the ground yeah and 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 then with the help of my manager my mother ran the factory but they were difficult years and then a south african industrialist um came to leeds and met my, my rather beautiful mother and um after more three more visits to England from South Africa, and many phone calls. And um, those days, they had to be booked in, in advance. The, there was no such things as set, as te, um, cell phones, and um, 
eventually my mother said yes. And that is how my younger brother and I came to live in this distant and different place called Johannesburg. And I remember looking, it was seven years after the war had finished. And, and How old were you? I was 18. Hmm. And um, in England there was still rationing. And we had to have ration cards. And the, I, I looked in awe at, at the abundance of all the stuff that you had in South Africa. Um, and I was able to go into a sweet shop and choose anything and, and not produce a, a ration card, which was fantastic. Um, my older brother re- completed his university in a course in England, became a barrister, then a Queen's councillor, and for 17 years was the British Member of Parliament. Oh, wow. Well, years passed, and I was, lived in South Africa, and I married and had two sons, but I became a w- widow, and it was a very sad time in my life. Yeah, my son, my eldest son, went to King David's school in Linksfield. Oh. And my, he was eight years old, and he made friends with another eight-year-old in his class, and the two boys became firm friends. And now they are brothers as well. <laughs> I was lucky to marry his father. And then I gave birth to two more sons. <laughs> so now we have five sons. Well, um, time passed, and one, when the sons were grown up, one went into a kibbutz, and another went into the yeshiva. And then, although my husband visited Israel when he was a soldier, it was the first time for me in 1980. No. Um, I, I saw many trees that had been planted by the JNF the first time I witnessed them and that's where I realized where the money from the JNF boxes went <laughs> because I didn't know where it was going to and now you know and now I and know and now you're grateful that you did it <laughs> yes you told me some things you know about green how green you thought it was yes uh, well when I and you saw fish in the negatives that's right um, <laughs> well I went uh, besides then I started to go to Israel every year wow uh, or, or sometimes twice a year but once I went well in fact twice I went to um, uh, Riva Foreman Israel Now Tours and although I had seen much the tours exceeded my expectations and we visited the Golan Heights suffered a boat trip on the Canaret and we planted trees in the JNF, JNF forest. But Israel was very short of water. That's yet sad. the fields were green and lush as they were irrigated from recycled and desalinated water, which was much cheaper than normal piped water. And one day we were guests of the JNF and we boarded a bulletproof bus that went wow. south into the Negev. And in this dry desert, we met some former Gush Katif residents, the ones that had been expelled from Gaza. And the Negev is all desert, and out of this dry desert, you see miles of hot houses and huge irrigated areas covered with shade cloth. Oh, wow. We traveled over a hill, and then we saw a man-made lake in the desert, which was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And we saw fish ponds in the desert. We were told it was the largest river system in the whole of Israel. Wow, in the negative. And it's all been built by JNF from work and funded by donations from various, various parts of the world. And I felt sure that the collected money 
came from the multitude of JNF boxes, yeah. which that helped you. And now you're proud of it, that Yes, you? yes, yes. Well. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Ria Immerman, and I'm your host for today. Now let's start with questions part two. <laughs> Eunice, do you have a family? If, and if so, where do they live? Uh, well, they live... You told me that your sons have... Uh, well, one of my sons left the kibbutz, because he went to a kibbutz, and um, he's a dental mechanic in America. And my eldest son is a rabbi in Jerusalem... And in the morning, he's in the yeshiva, and in the afternoon, he's an occupational therapist, the only male one in Israel, <laughs> I believe. And my youngest son, whose birthday today... Um, oh, happy birthday. <laughs> um, li- they live in Yad Ben Yamin, which is 20 minutes' drive from Ashdot, and he is a computer engineer working for Microsoft. Wow. And I have two sons living in Johannesburg, whom I see often. Mm. Okay. That's nice. Do you remember Israel before it became a modern state? No, I don't. I, I, the first time I went to Israel was in 1980. Oh, that was after it was established. Yes, that was a very, my very first trip to Israel. And when I saw all those trees, lots yes, and lots of trees, lots and lots of trees. In, the, in a place that used to be a desert, or even now yes. is still a desert. Well, um, I used to go to Tel Aviv from Jerusalem, and... There's lots of trees, lots of trees. And um, now I realize the trees um, eat up the carbon and produce oxygen. And so this is very good for the life of the, pla- of the planet. And we, and we actually produce carbon dioxide for them, so it works both ways. That's right. Um, when was the last time you, you went to Israel? Um, a f- couple of months ago. I oh, go wow. to Israel about once or twice a month. Oh, wow. Uh, once, sorry, once <laughs> or twice a year. Still because I have t- two sons there, and, um, and next week two of my grandchildren are coming to oh, stay wow. with me. So it is lovely as well. <laughs> From Israel. Yes, mm. that's nice. How has... Oh, never mind. Do you know whose idea it was to start the Blue Blocks and when it was started? Well, I know it was started in 1901 um, by Herzl. Um, and the oldest charity box... Sorry. in in my Money from the charity box. Um, in 1906, they purchased land outside Jaffa. That's the JNF purchased the land. And that would go on to be Tel Aviv. Oh, okay. So how has Israel changed uh, since you since it's, the first time you saw it? It's very, very <coughs> modern. And all over you see huge sky, um, skyscrapers. Uh, skyscrapers and um, buildings going up. Wow. Uh, and it's, it's a never very modern. Never been to Israel before. It's very modern. Have you been? No, I've never been to Israel. My mum says I'm going for two weeks next year, though. That's wonderful. Bev, from what I see, there are different designs in the blue box. Do you know if there are any si- sign of significance to this? 
Well, um, I've, what we've got in front of us are um, the mostly doors. rectangular ones. Yes. So, um, but there were some that were made in the shape of a, a circle, like Why? a column, and those were made so people could hold them. I think people might have actually even stood, you know, to, to collect tzedakah, like sometimes you see outside kosher world people sitting there, and yeah. people actually might have been standing with a with a box. Oh, wow. But um, these boxes, um, well, uh, as I said to you during the break, there's one box here that's actually from before the state was established. It even says, uh, made in Israel and in brackets, still British Palestine. Uh, and it's got chains in it. And I remember from my own childhood trying to get the money out of the box. Why does it have chains in it? I think to prevent children like me from <laughs> getting the money out of the box. <laughs> and then Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as you see at the but bottom. But you can, but you can. <laughs> yeah, well, it's usually locked. And then you had to have a key to open. And then there was a blue box lady that used to come to collect the boxes when they were full. No, but couldn't you just like take the money out of the box underneath there? Yeah. You needed a key. Like some of the others, if you have a look here, if you pick up one or two of the others, I don't want to go too far from the mark. So they're locked. And you can see the different designs. So on the one side, there's a map of Israel. and the other side, it says Kakal. That's how you say it in Hebrew. That's the abbreviation. Um, with a little Magen David. Um, and then there's one from when Jerusalem was 3,000 years old. Uh, and then there's another one there that's even written in Yiddish. Does anyone wow. in your family speak Yiddish? Well, my grandfather speaks a little bit of Yiddish. Do you speak Yiddish, Eunice? No. I speak a bit. Really? Can you <laughs> yeah. teach me some? I will, yeah. So we can, we can try and read this one. Let's see what it says. It says, Der Yiddische uh, Baden... Den Edition Folk. So I think, I'm not sure what button is. Button must be box, maybe. Don't know. Yiddish, uh, and Yiddish people. So the, it's like written in Hebrew. Yeah, oh, Hebrew writing. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, we've had boxes that we've placed in the past used to be placed in, in different shops with chains so that people don't really steal the boxes from the cash, uh, register. And then there's one very interesting box that I'd like to tell you about, um, which was from, which was found in the Warsaw Ghetto. Have you heard of the Warsaw Ghetto? No, actually. Okay, so it was during during the Holocaust, during the Second World War. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there was a box that was um, found after the war, and it looked exactly like this. You could still see the Magendovid. Yeah. And. It must have belonged to a family in the 1920s, which is nearly a hundred years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, from a place called the Warsaw Ghetto where all the Jews sort of had to live during, um, during the occupation of the Germans, the, the Nazis. And, uh, and this box was found. I actually had it in my hands when I was in Israel once. Oh wow. Yeah. In, at the head office in Jerusalem. Very, very moving because just yeah. to feel that a child somewhere probably tried to also get the chains out of the box yes. 100 years ago, just like I did. <laughs> Thank you for coming on Chai Kids and teaching us more about the Blue Box and the Jewish National Fund. Our pleasure. Yeah, absolute pleasure. I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased that Eunice came and you invited us. May I say yeah. one more thing? Yes. So I think it's so important today for us to understand that Israel was not always uh, as beautiful and as sophisticated and as and developed it as it is. 
and and who built it? Who built it? So, you know, people who are older than much much older than Eunice and much 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 older than me, and especially today with um, cell phones and virtual worlds, it's nice to see a real blue box. This has been Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rue Emmerman and I'm nine years old. Thank you to my guest. Guests Eunice Vega and Bev Price for coming on Hi Kids. And thank you to our producer Maddie and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show. Goodbye, kids.